wisdom that will set you free. Welcome to Mystic FM. Join us on a voyage of spiritual discovery. Welcome everyone to the Mystic FM radio show, brought to you by the Ethereum Society's New Zealand branch, which is based in Birkenhead on Auckland's North Shore. My name's Julian Rosser, and we are currently running a series of shows in which we take a look at a very special book called The Nine Freedoms, and look at a different one of these freedoms in each show. This week, we look at the seventh freedom, which is interplanetary existence. Mystic FM is produced by the New Zealand branch of the Aetherius Society, a worldwide spiritual organization with centers in Europe, North America, Africa, and Australasia. We were founded in 1955 by a Western master of yoga, Dr. George King, who passed on in 1997. The Aetherius Society are the custodians of a vast amount of spiritual teachings given by beings from this world and beyond, which were received through the yogic mediumship of Dr. King. We are a practical organization that holds regular services to send out spiritual power through prayer and mantra to help our suffering world. The society's motto is service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. So what are the nine freedoms? Well, they are a series of spiritual teachings that outline the steps humanity needs to take as we evolve. They were given in 1961 by a cosmic master known as Mars Sector 6 and were given as transmissions which were delivered through the yogic mediumship of Dr. George King, who was the founder of the Aetherius Society and a very advanced master of yoga who passed on in 1997. Each of these transmissions are the result of Dr. King going into a positive somatic yogic trance, a state which is very rare for anyone to be able to attain. And while in this state, he was overshadowed by Mars Sector 6. And this great master then spoke using Dr. King's voice to deliver these profound teachings to humanity. The nine freedoms are in order. Firstly, bravery, with which, without which nothing of any value can be achieved. Then secondly comes love, the great creative force behind the whole of creation. And the third freedom is service, which is love in practical action. And through service we can gain the fourth freedom, enlightenment, a very elevated state. From there we progress on until we were able to achieve cosmic consciousness, which is a full rise of the power known as Kundalini, 
and where one is able to experience the oneness of all things. Once we can attain cosmic consciousness at will, we are then ready for the great initiation of ascension, which is the sixth freedom, and where we are able to break forever from the cycle of reincarnation. And after this initiation, we are able to leave the classroom called Earth and move on to a higher sphere of learning in the seventh freedom, which is interplanetary existence. Then after a time, we gain the eighth freedom, Saturnian existence, Saturn being the most highly evolved planet in our solar system. And from there, countless lifetimes into the future, we eventually reach the ninth freedom, solar existence. So these are nine doors through which all of humanity must pass as we evolve. And of course it doesn't stop there. Evolution goes on and on. Now when the nine freedoms were given, they were recorded, and the recordings of these transmissions are available for purchase from our website, as are the transcriptions, which together with the commentary from Dr. King, form the book called The Nine Freedoms. These are all available from the Ethereum Society's website, that is the book, the CDs of the transmissions themselves, as well as the CDs of the lectures of, on these subjects by Dr. King. So check out the Ethereum Society's website, ethereus.org, or also the Nine Freedoms website, which is www.thenineFreedoms.org. That's thenineFreedoms.org, nine as in the word nine. In our last show, we talked about the sixth freedom, Ascension. This week, we delve into the seventh freedom, Interplanetary Existence. So I'd now like to introduce Gordon McKenzie, who will be sharing with us what the nine freedoms have to say about this subject. Good morning, everyone. As Julian explained, today we are talking about interplanetary existence. This is where the transition happens from the sixth freedom, ascension, into the existence upon other planets within this solar system in the seventh freedom. No longer is the being born through a physical union but through the Logos of the planet itself, and therefore exists on a higher vibratory level than we do on Earth. This happens in order to allow the life stream a greater experience of life. Let us now listen to this opening extract of this great cosmic transmission given by Mars Sector 6, through the unique mediumship of Dr. George King. After the initiation of ascension, the life stream passes from a terror and either returns uh, to work uh, here upon 
a Terran arm a goes a tour another a classroom in the solar system in this case the life stream would be born on to another a planet a through the a flame of the logos of that a planet it uh, would not be a born uh, through the a womb of the female uh, spending uh, some time in a reenactment of its evolutionary uh, process as uh, happens when a life stream returns to Terra. So what we have now is a life stream who has had all the necessary experiences on Earth and is now ready to have more advanced ones in the cosmos. The being is no longer bound by the limitations of a physical structure and has now a greater freedom to serve on the other planets. Let us now listen to an extract of Dr. George King's lecture on the seventh freedom. Now let us study it a little bit. Mars Sector 6 refers to this Earth as a classroom where we gain various types of experience and then we're ready when we can induce cosmic consciousness at will. We go through the initiation of ascension, thousands of, of lives hence, maybe, and then from there we either go into the Great White Brotherhood uh, on this earth, uh, as some masters, Saint Germain and others have done, or we pass on to another planet. And he does give a list of other planets that we go to, and it's not quite what we thought at first. And when we go on to these other planets, we are born as an adult on these other planets through the womb, if you can call it that, or shall we say the flame of the particular planet. Um, we do not spend a certain period, as we do on this earth, reenacting our life cycles. You know, in the womb, a baby is first a fish, and then it is an animal, and then it is a human. It's reenacting some tremendous life cycles as it goes through this period of nine months in the darkness, as it's been termed before in mystic literature. But now, when we are reborn on other planets, we don't go through this at all. In the case of planetary birth upon a higher sphere of evolution, the life stream in its ascended body would be requested by a male and female upon that particular planet. 
it would then be born through the womb of the flame of the Logos of that planet as an adult. So now, and this <coughs> shows too, tremendous knowledge of the law. The position that the being is now in gives a greater freedom and expansion to serve the whole system. The traits of human beings such as selfishness, greed, jealousy and hatred are now no longer part of the consciousness of the being who is now advanced. Service to others is the order of the day and also service to God. The being now is free of the shackles of materialism and is therefore able to help in many different ways. Freedom from terrestrial rebirth is indeed a great and decisive step made by the life stream towards total existence. No longer is such a life stream petty, prone to basic limitation, prone to like or dislike, as it was previously. Remember in Life on the Planet, which most of you have studied, Mars Sector 6 said, talking about the people on Mars, we have few likes, our dislikes hardly exist. They neither like nor dislike. This is a wonderful state of wisdom in action. To recognize a thing for what it is and neither become attached to it or detached from it. It's, it's a perfect state. It, it's a balance that we will learn when we have had the experience, because we must never forget that we are now learning many, many things as we go on. We can't expect to do them all at once. Uh, if we could, we wouldn't need to stay here, and there wouldn't need to be an Earth here. The experiences of cosmic consciousness, the experiences of ascension, are indelibly stamped upon the sole principle of such a life stream in such a manner that it tries with all available energy to express its divinity, with every possible micro-unit of energy at its command, uh, it, it tries to express its divinity in service of every possible kind throughout the whole galaxy we'll see later on, not only this solar system. Cosmic consciousness, the, this thing that we have on Earth and which is so vital to us, this gives us a great appreciation, a great awareness, a, a better understanding of all things. Ascension, of course, enhances this understanding, appreciation of, and awareness, and interplanetary existence gives us something even deeper still. Planetary birth in this way leads to a realization of the limitation imposed by the recognition of basic dimension and a will to overcome this imposition this limitation. A will to forge through interplanetary service to even greater realization and appreciation of the whole unity of all things. Um, there are many people in this country that have begged of me to tell them about discrimination because this is so important. I I'm sorry to keep harping on it, my friends, but it's the most important step in your lives. It means more to you than anything else. It means more to you then tomorrow's meal, the ability to discriminate between the true and the false, is far more important than next week's food.
for that matter. You will see a lot of so-called writings these days with so-called messages in from alleged space people who talk glibly about the fourth dimension. Tear them up! I, I plead with you to do this. Tear them up. No space person mentions the fourth dimension as glibly as some of these messages. It, they prove beyond doubt they don't understand anything at all about dimension. The fourth dimension is registered by that clock. It is time. It's easily understood. There's nothing airy-fairy or highfalutin about it. That's the fourth dimension. And you now, in this room, must be existing in seven dimensions. It's published. It's readable. It's on sale at the back for you to read, learn and study. Seven dimensions. You can't be in any less. It's not possible for our cat to live in three dimensions or even four dimensions. It is not possible for this microphone to be in three or four dimensions. This extract is from the transmission of the seventh freedom. A great and deep appreciation and realization of the totality of divine existence lives within such a one. He does not pay lip service to anything existent or non-existent, but begins to be a knower, begins to realize the why of existence. Already he knows the how, and so with his travel comes broadness. No longer is he even limited to a base physical structure, for he discovers that by excitation of the internal molecular working, he can form this base structure into finer matter, which he can propel through full space. He begins to study the smallest atom in space, the greatest sun in space. He begins to work towards the perfect singular vortex and the perfect vacuum. He is capable of experience in more than one system of dimension at the same instant. Yet he is not limited by a time continuum as is terrestrial man, for interplanetary man is above time because he is part of it, not part of the result of change as is terrestrial man, but a part of the change itself. From there greater freedom is realized. Interplanetary man is no longer bound to the clay of terror or the clay of any other planet. He is free to serve throughout the galaxy, even outside of the galaxy. The huge freedom immediately he has. And he has a hundred million worlds in which he can serve. And he will serve in that one he can serve best. This is the great thing. I mean, this, this really is the first real freedom. Up to now, we've been playing like the small microscopic terrestrials we are. Now we're beginning to realize 
tremendous freedom, a whole galaxy in which to go forward into. It's staggering, really staggering. A great and deep appreciation and realization of the totality of divine existence lives within such a one. Well, of course, because he must always remind himself, whoever made that, seeing the vast galaxies spread out before him, whoever made that, is so great as to be beyond my mere comprehension, and yet I am linked with that divine, that one single creative divine source. He must have, this realization must be before anything else that he thinks. Must be, has to be. Even with a, a small thing, a small rays of Kundalini, where first time you become aware of the power of the Christ center, which is, which is something hardly worthy of mention in the light of information like this, uh, this week you've been given. But even a thing like that makes you realize the, the greatness of the divine source. This is a further extract from the seventh freedom. He learns the greatness of the great. To him the divine is reflected through his masters upon Saturn. He would rather give up even his present freedom and be cast into the lowest terrestrial astral realms than disobey his masters by even a glance, by even a glance. He does not worship his masters because of their power, but because they are a reflection of the divine principle. Such a one is many lives further along the road to cosmic realization than even an earth master. Take the five steps, wait upon the rock of the sixth, so that you might experience ascension and go forward and become interplanetary man. Your internal vibrations have been altered by these utterances. Do not ever again a slip from the path. For if you do, your fall will be doubly hard. Take this a cosmic wisdom a deep into your heart and a greater realization will adorn. And when it does, and as it does, walk forward boldly in two of the seven of freedoms I have
spoken thus. So that is the seventh freedom, as given by the great cosmic orator, Mars Sector 6. Thanks, Gordon. The nine freedoms as given by the cosmic master Mars Sector 6 are a vast topic. So we can't hope to do them justice within the confines of this show. So if you would like to find out more about anything we've talked about, then you can do so at thenineFreedoms.org. That's thenineFreedoms.org, nine being the word nine. And on that website, you'll find lots to read, podcasts to listen to, and you can also purchase the audio recordings of the transmissions themselves, as well as the book. And there's even an ebook available from iTunes, Google Play, Kobo, and Amazon Kindle. In our next show, we move on to the eighth freedom, Saturnian existence. Saturn is the most advanced planet in this system, and it is where the Lord Babaji, the cosmic avatar Sri Krishna, who gave the classic spiritual text, the Bhagavad Gita, came from. Once a life stream has gained sufficient experience through the life cycle on other planets in the solar system, They then progress on to life on Saturn, again at a higher frequency of vibration than the physical plane that we live upon on Earth. Without such masters as these in our planetary system, only God knows what it would be like. These beings, realizing their interrelationship with all other life streams, have forged ahead through unimaginably hard work and suffering, have evolved to such a point that their very existence within this solar system helps to rise all other life forms within it. And so in our next show, we'll continue our study of the nine freedoms to gain a greater insight into Saturnian existence. Thank you for listening to Mystic FM. Brought to you by the Aetherius Society. Tune in next time for more cosmic spirituality because it is wisdom that sets you free.